As most of you will know, Jake Carpenter, the man behind Burton Snowboards, has died at age 65. Our condolences to Jake's wife, Donna, his sons, George, Taylor, and Timothy, and the entire Burton family. I never met Jake, but his choice to build snowboards in Vermont in the 70s changed the trajectory of my entire life. And I'm sure a lot of you guys are feeling the same about your own life, right? So I called my friend Steve Hare, who works as a Burton rep here on the west coast of Canada, because I knew he'd have a couple stories to share about Jake. But before I play our conversation, I, I just want to invite anyone who wants to share a Jake memory with the show to call one seven seven eight. 7758403 and leave a message and I'll put together a celebration of life show for Jake. So be sure to leave your name and where you live if you want that info to go in the show that number again 17788403. It's really weird like I had like really weird dreams about this stuff lately and then you know like little history obviously like i cancer is affecting my family pretty bad over you know the last 20 years and yeah so it's like i, I just have like uh, it's just it's been like cloudy you know and yeah. uh then this happened and it was like wow holy moly man i'm at a loss for words i never know what to say you know what i mean i mean you're uh, just talking about i know you lost your dad i know you lost your mom like fuck dude this is just like another person that has been like instrumental in the direction of my life you know yeah my brother got a moro spoon in like 1992 yeah and i was the freaking most jealous kid on the planet i would have been 10 10 years old anyway i used to steal it when he was at school and like go down the street her house and tread this like literally you know a driveway length and this is in toronto ontario that moment is pivotal in my life, you know? Totally. You know, like, and then all of a sudden you see these movies. Like, I think TV4 was game changer in my life. Terry A. Hawkinson and freaking Brian Acucci and yep. Steve Downing and, like, all these guys. Like, and uh, my dad got me bored for Christmas. It was a private label. Got it at Surf Paradise. <laughs> nice. Mississauga, Ontario. Sick. And I wrote that for the year, and I, but I was just like so fixated on like, I have to have a burden board. I want what cherry I ride, you know? Yeah. I got to have it. And so I saved up all my money, and uh, I bought a balance Beautiful. that year. It was a red. It was a 56. It was the one with like, it's got like the pixie dust on the bottom, and then yep. it's like a tightrope walker on the top, I think. And red. anyway... It's like that Wayne's World moment when, like, Wayne goes into that shop and he's like, I will have this guitar, you know? <laughs> it will That's be what mine. It to be. Yeah. And finally I got it. And I had old Preston baseless bindings. Right. And I went to mount the board and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? This doesn't fit. Oh, God. And, and I remember, like, going to my dad and being like, Dad, can I borrow? It was probably, like, 150 bucks for those, like, khaki and black Burton custom binding. I remember and they had that. the, you know, they had the, like the metal latch on the heel cut to like hold the freaking high back up. And totally. Stuff. Totally. That binding. Yeah. I begged and pleaded my dad. And he was so pissed off. because He's like, you're not playing hockey like your brothers and you're, you're snowboarding and stuff. And he was just like, what the frick are you doing? You know? Yeah. 
I'm like, I need these bindings, Dad. Like, because the board that I just spent the last year doing paper routes and mowing the church's lawn. St. <laughs> Stephen's on the hill in Mississauga, Ontario. I mowed your lawn just so I could go snowboarding. Amazing. Yeah. So finally, my dad just loses. He's like, what do you mean these old bindings that he has won't fit on here? He just be able to put anything on anything. <laughs> and he just made it such a thought. But, I mean, fast forward, you know, I've been riding bird boards for a, lot, a large portion of my life. And, you know, I idolized Jake. I idolized the Burton team. And, you know, 2014, I was fortunate enough to start working for these guys. And uh, I met Jake in 1999. Whoa. I won a sales contest when I was working at Corbett in Oakville, Ontario. Right. And I went down and Jake invited us into his house in Vermont, like a bunch of kids from all over Ontario. We went snowboarding at Stowe, got to try like all next year's gear and like, dude, for a freaking nineteen year old kid, like yeah. that just, you know, has pictures of Terrier ripped out of magazines on the wall. It's just yeah. like, oh my God, I'm riding Terrier's board for next year. You know? <laughs> totally. And then I meet this guy that like started it all, you know? Unreal. I'll never forget when you came back from your first sales meeting. I don't know if it was your first one. I think it was, man. And you're talking about the drug test thing, the mandatory drug oh. test. And I was like, oh, God, Steve, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's no way. Yeah. And then when you told me, something in my mind changed about Burton at that moment. Just like, oh, yeah, they're fucking cool as shit. Yeah. The last few episodes, I've been not a Burton apologist, but I've been a like, hey, wait a minute, Devin. You know, maybe when Forum got bought by Burton, it wasn't the coolest thing in the world. But like, he's a busy fucking dude. He should have invited you to go snowboarding. But, you know, you're like, I only ride for companies where the owner is cool. You're like, who could be cooler than the guy who fucking invented the way that we do the sport yeah obviously i can't speak on dev's behalf and you know what it may be in jake's defense you, you can't be a hundred percent every day right so i mean right. um shout out to devin walsh like i had pictures of him on my wall <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no question like I think I got through to him though. Like he he comes yeah. out of it saying he obviously he loves Jake. Like everybody did. Everybody did. Yeah. Like Jake came in and he revolutionized the game, just kind of like Michael Jordan did. You yeah, know, like those guys yeah. that came before him. But you know, maybe on a even I think on a bigger level almost because he ingrained a culture into so many kids that like wasn't an option before. You know, and it was like and I I I'm one of those guys where like my life would not look. And even close to what it looks to right now if it wasn't for my snowboard and it wasn't for Burton snowboard. Same. Like, I, I'd probably be freaking working in the oil fields in northern Alberta. <laughs> We'd be fishing on our five weeks holidays from our shitty jobs that we're about to retire from, being grumpy and... I, I, there's not many people, and this, I think, transcends snowboarding. It's like there's no one in in our culture today that's, he changed the way you acted. He changed the way you dressed. He changed the way you stood and looked at the world. You know, totally. Like every, he shared his passion better than a lot of people on the planet. You know, and uh, I'm fortunate enough to have worked before him and met him and have some pretty special memories that I'll, you know, never forget. And uh, I can easily say, and I, I know this goes for a million people out there. It's like our lives would be completely different if it wasn't for his dedication to the sport of snowboarding. And you know, and this is right up to the days of his on his deathbed. Like no nobody in snow sports has done more to get people outside and stoked 
in the mountain in Jake Burton House. There's nobody. And I, you can quote me on that. I'm looking forward to all these stories coming forward about moments that Jake had with all these different people. You know what I mean? Because that's what's going to happen is that people are going to share their best Jake memories. And these are people that are all around the world from every part of the industry inside and out i am looking forward to that for sure like eric you and i probably would never be friends if it wasn't no we wouldn't have met right like i never would have met you i never would have you know like i probably wouldn't have never moved to vancouver and like chase snowboarding yeah no me neither like well that's a given yeah and uh i i owe a lot of debt of gratitude for the hard work not only with jake but his lovely wife and family like donna is the most powerful empowering woman on the planet i think and it's, uh my heart goes out to her and and yeah. the kids and totally. the entire burton family i know there's a lot of people hurting today yeah. you know but uh i i went up to big white today and strapped in on my snowboard and it was low tide, but high fun, and <laughs> and, and uh, it was bluebird. It was beautiful, and uh, I had a sip of bourbon out of Jake's flask, and nice, uh, nice it man. was pretty special moment for sure. And I think everybody's going to have a bunch of special moments coming up because if you've stood sideways on a mountain, he has a hundred percent had an effect on your life. A hundred percent, I agree. Like it big time. Right after my dad died, I kind of just, like, had this fuck-off summer where I was just like, okay, I'm going to do whatever I want, you know? Yeah. And I had this, like, real sense of, like, my own mortality and shit, right? Mm-hmm. And then, I like, I last minute, I was like, oh, looks like it's going to snow a shitload in Chile. So I'm going to, like, I've, I've never snowboarded outside of North America. I'm just going to take off and go, you know? And I did. No friends. I went by myself. I landed in Santiago. Like, couldn't speak a lick of Spanish, right? Yeah. And so... Turns out, like, Sollers and Renzi show up there, and I just, like, find out via Instagram, I think. Nice. And it's just stacking up 200 centimeters over the next four days. And you're like, okay, we hit this. And then these guys arrive, and they take me under the wing and show me all the spots. And, you know, we're treated like royalty, and they're like, oh, the Burton team's here. And I'm like, no, no, not me, not me. I'm just just a freaking pencil-pushing sales rep, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I follow these guys down for a week. We, like, just meet. You know, salt of the earth people. Last day, Brian Aguchi and a bunch of the Arbor Boys show up. We just shred with them. My jaw's just dropping, right? Because I'm like, okay, first I'm shredding with like Gooch, who's like, holy frick, legend of legend in my mind. Yeah. And and then, so the next day, Sollers and Rance got a text from Andre, who used to work for Burton and in South America. He, I think, he runs a bunch of the. the heli ski ops down there oh, and uh he's like jake's here and we're like what jake's yeah jake just landed in santiago he, he chased the storm he flew down the other night he's coming up to bali nevada and we're all like whoa okay cool like i'm just like what you know <laughs> yeah. i'm like okay like as if this trip like this dude that like starts off like i have no idea where i am what i'm doing I remember I was sleeping on the street um, in Santiago because I landed at like 1 a.m., couldn't get into my Airbnb. So I'm like sleeping <laughs> on the street in Santiago. But fast forward, the last day we're up at uh, Bali, Novato, Jake flies in with Andre in a personal helicopter, oh. lands at the chalet, it's powder day, and, you know, Jake just like 
comes out and he's just super nice and really warm welcome and then we do a bunch of laps with him and it was kind of special because he'd just gotten over uh i believe it's called fisher miller syndrome that uh it attacked him after he had surgery and he was in real he was in a coma i don't believe for eight yeah. weeks or something yeah and and so this was one of like you know he'd just gotten back on the snow and stuff and so it was pretty special to like, you know, just be there for a moment like that with those following those boys around and, you know, just like the ho- kind of hockey talk, like the, yeah. the, you know, the locker room banter between the boys. And it was just, you could see that like with Mark and, and Mikey and, and Jake, like it wasn't like, Hey, these are my team riders or anything. It, was, it wasn't like a coach player relationship. <laughs> it was like they're fucking boys, you yeah. know? Right. It would be no different than you and I just chasing it on a pow day, right? So like rad. and that I thought was really special. Yeah. You know, I was like, this is pretty cool. And then anyway, he's like Jake's like, Hey guys, let's go have lunch. Lunch is on me and I'm like, Oh, I'm just tagging along like a kid in the candy <laughs> shop, right? And uh, I don't think we had a, a single thing to eat. <laughs> we just drank Pisco and then it was cloudy and all of a sudden the sun came out and Jake's like, Oh, our windows, we gotta get out of here and then chopper took off and he's gone it's pretty neat that you get to meet one of your heroes and when your hero turns out to be a rad dude it's that makes it even better that's the fucking best steve on fucking yeah, real. thank you for sharing all that stuff with me homie you're like i said it's like it's special that you know we have to share a passion like this and then not like that it hit me really hard because it's like my life wouldn't be what it is i wouldn't know the people i know and have had the moments i've had if it wasn't for a lot of things he's done i think that's every listener to the show yeah no that's everybody you know what i mean like that's just the way it is that's anybody who's like i got a spark of joy watching somebody do something on a snowboard in the olympics or anything like it would all be different it would be there'd probably still be snowboarding but it wouldn't be like this it would be a different reality and we wouldn't know each other that would suck yeah who knows what it'd be like you know nobody knows (laughs) we could all be like stand up paddle snowboarding or something weird and it could be just sticks of of skis with no side cut and the whole thing would have just imploded empty mountains that that are just like relics to a time gone by everybody would snowblade <laughs> yeah it could be who knows thanks to steve Hare for doing that interview and thanks to all of you for listening all right